Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1994's Time Cop, directed by Peter Hyams and starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? So there was this documentary called De Palma that was about Brian De Palma. Wow. Yes. And, um, you know, a lot of a lot of movies that are just about filmmakers or just, you know, about the life of somebody, it's, it, it can be hit, or hit and miss, yeah. you know. This one... Um, just just watch it. It's it's it so miss? good. No no no. Okay no. Okay. It's fantastic. Like right. this guy is like William Friedkin's a great interview. Martin Scorsese's a great interview. Yeah. Even Steven Spielberg. I'll, I'll you know like I shouldn't say even Steven Spielberg. Of course he's a great interview. He's a great filmmaker. But Brian De Palma is just he doesn't care what anybody thinks, even his friends. Nice. And he just says whatever what. He says and does whatever he wants, and um, it's very refreshing, and yeah, you should check it out. And then you should also just go and watch all of his films. That's awesome. Like, out of all those guys you mentioned, I feel like he's often kind of left out or an afterthought. Well, but I know. But he's just as important. Exactly, because he's never, he's he hasn't won an Oscar, you know, and, yeah. and like, but he's part of that, that... Um, along with George Lucas, like that, f- those five guys, well, and Francis Ford Coppola also. Yeah, uh, I guess Freakin's not in on it, but it's it's Coppola, De Palma, Steven Spielberg, Scorsese, and George Lucas were like famously best friends, right? And At like USC or something like yes, that. Yes, so they all met cool. each other, yeah. right? And um, and yeah, Brian De Palma, ab- absolutely a very important filmmaker, and uh, and yeah, he just it, it's great to hear him talk about his stuff and other people's stuff, yeah, and just film and life in general. It's it's very good. Is it streaming somewhere? Yeah, it's uh, I believe it's on Netflix. Okay, sweet. I watched something. We we almost talked about this off air, and I was like, you know, we'll wait for the the mic to go live. I watched Dexter New Blood. The listeners out there know. Maybe that we're Dexter fans. Yeah, we used to have tons of conversations about this, <laughs> not on the air, but off the air. And man, um, so I think that they created some intriguing scenarios and some interesting new characters. Mm-hmm. But I think they just kind of shit the bed. <laughs> <clears throat> the ending of the original series famously was most people hated it. Yeah, it, it did. Nobody liked it. And I feel like they fucked up the ending twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you do that? How do you ruin the ending of a TV show two times? Well, at least this one had some action, I guess. Yes. It 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 it, yeah. it, it was more there was more, I guess, stakes to it and and yeah. it was it was kind of almost what you were you could see it going that way. Yeah. Um the the first one, the ending was just like I mean That was out of nowhere. I don't know what where that came from. <laughs> yeah. I mean Someone walked it, in the writer's room and was exactly. like, all right, we're done. I know, I know. Come and, up with something right now. And it's um, not yeah. and it's not an ending. No. It, it's just a scene. Yeah. I mean, th- it, it literally is just, a, you filmed a scene. Yes. You know. At least in New Blood, there is an, an ending. Yes. You can clearly say, all right, this is where they were going, and... And I, I don't like it. <laughs> I, and I don't I don't really like it either, but but I, I will say it does speak to the end of season seven where... Um, uh, <laughs> It was supposed to happen. Yeah. Like, it was supposed to be like, and even Dexter was like saying, yeah, go ahead, do yeah. it, you know, and it doesn't happen. So this time it did. And, you know, I guess there's something to that. Yeah, there is. And I, I didn't like Jack Alcott who played Harrison in the show. I didn't really like him. You know, I, the character was interesting, but I yeah. didn't really like the guy. When you have something like this, where where it's like, okay, it's it's Dexter the New Blood. That's an important piece of casting. You have to get Harrison right. Yeah, and he's you know, okay, right? But I I 
didn't like the guy that much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now the the whole thing. Uh, one thing I will say is like the the catalyst of of Dexter's reawakening is the result of a fail son, which I you know. Oh like, yeah. We we, yeah. we just cannot get away from this. Yeah. Um. Because like it's I I'm just experiencing it. What my wife and I are watching Ozark right now, and yeah. there's one in there again, like a gangster's kid who is obnoxious. Yeah. And it's just like there's a reason yeah. it keeps popping up. Exactly. Because uh, that, that's what we deal with in life. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's Dexter. Dexter's new blood. I don't know if I said that right. Dexter Newblood. Um, I I want to talk about another movie now, Dave. It's called Time Cop. Yes. So give everyone a synopsis. Very well, sir. Um, so this is a film that takes place in a future world where time travel is not only possible, but it's already been perfected. And people are using it to, com- to commit crimes. Um, the U.S. government vigilantly creates a new arm of federal law enforcement to combat the criminals, and at some point, one of the agents discovers that the senator chairing the oversight committee is the world's biggest time criminal. Um, also, just like almost any other movie about time travel, there's some shaky logic about paradoxes. So, let's go. Yeah. This, this movie is the ultimate elevator pitch. Mm. What if there was a time cop? Let's make a movie. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> You're right, dude. Um, and and this this is a really ambitious story. It's a cool idea. I mean, and and there's a lot to admire about the conceit of not only time travel, but a police force whose sole mission is to monitor time travel based crimes. Yeah. Um, financial improprieties would likely be the most common crime. So I love the idea of like sending forensic accountants back in time to audit the Hearst family's books. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> And and that's not as 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 visually cool right. as what we see in this movie, like the bandit with the machine gun during the Civil War. Yeah, because uh, this movie double starts, Uzis. It, yeah, it's it's quite a sequence to start this movie. You know, it's good. Yes, it's a good opening for sure, and it it sets your expectations perfectly. It, it does, and I'm glad you said sets your expectations because unfortunately for me, I mean, I'll just say this right at the top, like this movie isn't as it's it's not as exciting as I was hoping it was going to be. It's not. Right. It's not at all. Okay. Um, I agree. Okay. <laughs> it should be way more exciting. Yes. And it should be way more intriguing, but it's just barely there. Like barely enough to get by. And it, and it has such a, a like a just a ripping start. And you're, you're like, oh my God, where are you taking me? Yeah. They don't take you where you want to go. They don't. And the movie does some good stuff with time travel. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of it, it really doesn't explore well enough or explain well enough. It just kind of is like, well, that's how it is. And that's what we're doing. Right. And there's no reason for anything. <laughs> and you don't have to explain every single detail of time travel in a movie. Like that would be the worst movie ever. Oh, but of course. Because it's, you can't explain it because how do you explain paradoxes and causality? You can't, it's just made up on the spot <laughs> unless you have a sequence that's like half an hour long in the middle of the film where you just have like a bunch of people playing scientists sitting around a table right and even the best movies if you dig into them you're like okay yeah if you keep going deep enough it doesn't make any sense no. and yeah i think we talked about this issue like on the terminator 2 episode where where every time you have a movie about time travel as soon as you start to pull it apart it really i mean like the scenes oh, yeah. are just all over the place yeah which is why the details don't really matter right it's more about the events that are happening but you can't just kind of not make your rules and break rules at the same time like this <laughs> yeah, movie does. Right. It's like, what are they doing? Oh, you're right. You're right. This, 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 they, they, do, they make a special effort in this movie to really screw around. Yeah, they're just like, we need to do this so that JCVD can kick some guy and then <laughs> we'll, we'll make this happen. Right. That's like how they develop the plot. Right. <laughs> 
So we open on like this, this, it's a rainy day and it says, you know, 1863, the South. Yeah. And you're like, Georgia. Yes. Um, and these Confederate soldiers ride up and they're, they're, they're carrying some kind of, it's like a, like a, they got some stuff with them. Yeah. There's a wagon with like some gear. Something's on the wagon. Right. And there's this lone gunman in a duster standing on the trail between them and where they want to get to. And there's a, an exchange where he's essentially saying, you know, I want what's in that trailer. And they're like, son, you don't yep. want, you know, you're outmanned, you're outgunned, get out of our way. Yep. And to their surprise, he pulls out infrared scoped Uzis, two of them, and guns them all down like with that with 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 no effort at all because he has automatic weapons during the Civil War. Right. And he asked kindly for that gold, but they wouldn't oblige. I mean, five times or something yeah. like that. They yeah. he, he just like said, essentially, yeah, I, I give me the money. And they kept telling him no. And so, yeah, yep. his only recourse is to uh, use, you know, today's technology against, you know, fighters in the 1860s. Right. And when he opens up that duster and pulls out those Uzis, it's awesome, man. It is. It is so cool. You're like, all right. Like I said, it sets up what you're going to expect from this movie right away. It just sets the bar so high. And like, you know, there are some movies that do that in the beginning and you're like, and it actually, you know, you're, it's yeah. there, yeah. you know, it gives you what you want. But this one, unfortunately, it just starts to, to descend from here. <laughs> and like, and it's so disappointing because like, we could talk about this opening sequence. It's, it's like, it's not even that long, but it's just, it's a great mood setter. It know? is. It is. It might be one of the best parts of the movie, actually. It, is. it definitely, definitely is. Definitely up there. And it doesn't even have any of the principal actors in it. Right. It just sets up what's, what's possible here. Right. Um, and like you said, it's basically people just want to go back and get rich. You know, they're going to grace sports almanac the shit out of this <laughs> technology. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> so then we end up, we're in D.C., and this is where they explain that time travel is real now. Right. And they, they go to some board of senators, and they're like, all right, we need money to create this special force team you know to, to uh police the the time it, and it doesn't waste time i mean like it time. gets right into it it, it yeah. goes right it, I <laughs> oh mean, good one dude. I, I, i'm so <laughs> god i'm sorry but i didn't mean to pun but here we are um but you know i they, they he walks in they walk into this 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 room with all these senators and like you know the the, the southern senator played by kenneth welsh aka Wyndham earl from twin peaks um, the guy just is, he's been briefed on what this all is. Like the, mm-hmm. this, this, uh, Scott Lawrence, his character, he, he tells the, the him and all the other senators what's going yeah. on. Like essentially he just explains the scene that we just explained. Yeah. You know, um, there's this guy who's perfected time travel. He's a rich asshole and he's using it to commit crimes. So we need to get out in front of this. Yeah. And the Southern Senator, uh, he just heard all this and, and it all makes sense. And the guy, they all have proof. And his response is, well, I don't know this economy. I was like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you clown. I mean, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and the, even the movie knows it's bullshit because it's immediately done away with yeah. like that whole, yeah. that whole thread. It's just, even in the same scene, they're like, no, we're going. It's like, why did you have this guy make, make any kind of conflicting argument? I don't know. I mean, yeah, really, we've talked about this because you've just got to have it in your script. I this guess bullshit yeah, I know. stuff. You've got to you know, hit all the marks. You got to put. You got to put. You know, obstacles to jump. Yes. That you know what? Actually, never mind. We don't want that obstacle. It's just gone now. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, Scott Lawrence is excellent in this, though. Like, his it might be the best performance in the movie. Oh, I I agree. I have that written down myself. Like, mm-hmm. I think that his scene is really well written. He's barely in it. He I just know. does this exposition dump yes and he does it convincingly right because he convinces the senators like imagine walking in to congress and be like so some dudes invented time travel and it's real yep 
and you have to convince them. And, and, and he go, does it. And he does it. He, he convinces yeah. you and them. I mean, like, they immediately are kind of like, because uh, even the guy who doesn't want to do it because of <laughs> fiscal reasons is still, he believes the story. And, yeah. and if you, that's the thing, that's my, my biggest beef with this, is that if you do believe, okay, Scott Lawrence just explained it to you. He's got proof. Uh-huh. And your, your reaction is something about, like, you know, we don't have the funding. <laughs> Dude, yes, you do. Yes, you yeah. do. Yep, yep. And, and on this like com- committee here, you've got Ron Silver playing right. Senator McComb, and he he agrees to oversee this you know arm of the new government now, this yes. new uh, task force or whatever they're creating here. It's time cops. It's a, it's a new f- special forces, you right? Know, to time cops. <laughs> I fucking love the title. <laughs> time cop. One word, everybody. Right. It's not a space in there. One word. Time cop. That tripped us all up at some point. <laughs> it's like Blu-ray. You have to figure out how to spell that shit. Um, so that happens, and and then we go to the mall because it's 1994. Yeah. Um, and Mia Sarah is there. She plays Melissa, who is John Claude Van Damme's wife. We don't know this yet. So she's looking at the clocks, and then you hear this voice behind her go, "There's never enough time." <laughs> and she says, "Time for what?" And he goes. To satisfy a woman. <laughs> what is happening? Dude, I'm like, all right. The, the pants are getting a little tight here now. What's happening here? So. And at this point, you're, you're actually, because of the Civil War sequence and, and Scott Lawrence's big scene, and this, you're still at that level where you're just like, what's going on? What is this movie, you know? <laughs> and it turns out it's Jean-Claude Van Damme behind her. and. <laughs> They kiss and they're talking, you know, and he's, are you going to take the new job? Yeah, I think I'm going to take the, you're going to travel. Yeah, I'm going to travel, you know, <laughs> not in the way you think. <laughs> they want him to be a time cop, basically. And and it turns out that like, obviously, like you said, it's revealed that they're, they're a married couple and they, the, I don't know if this is something they do often, but they were doing like kind of sexual yeah, role play. It's a, yeah, exactly. Know, to, to spice things up. She's like, well, I'm waiting for my husband, but if he's not here, I'll just go with you. you know, right. They're playing it. Right. It's cool. It, it's a good, good thing. Yeah. I mean, and, and they're, they're a very attractive couple, obviously. Yes. Um, and after, she, after he reveals that he's going to take this job, well, there, there's a, just to show before we get to the, to the. To the next yeah, scene, a display um, of skill, exactly, <laughs> in which this guy, um, who has no back, who has no exit plan, yeah, um, he's rollerblading through the mall and he snatches an old lady's purse. Yes, how he managed? I mean, I, I, I guess the rollerblades are yeah. his getaway, but like <laughs> he could be clotheslined at any moment by any passerby, especially by a, a high front kick, which the guy. <laughs> I, I don't even know what. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> he, so Jean-Claude Van Damme is just like, sorry, Mia Sarah, I've got to take care of something. Because he sees this guy rollerblading before he commits the crime right. and just knows it because he's that good. <laughs> so he goes in front of his trajectory and just sidekicks, like puts his foot up in his face and holds it there. Yes. And the guy has to put his brakes on and stop. The guy doesn't get kicked. Yeah, he, sl- he slams on the brakes and like his his yeah. nose is is half an inch from the bottom of Van Damme's yeah, shoe. Yeah, this... Foot Clan reject has to skid stop. Oh my stop. god! Dude, I, I hated that 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 like um that look of like white scumbag kids, you know, in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, exactly. Total Foot Clan. They all had do rags and hoop earrings, and that was that that was like a uh you know telegraph. They, this kid's bad news. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So then he lets him go. He's like, give the give the purse back, and I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. And and that's it. <laughs> now it's time to fuck. Yeah. Dude, 
And I mean, like this, this like red shoe diaries scene <laughs> takes place. Oh my God. Um, and it's I mean, candles. Yeah. Saxophone. Whew. Hairy ass cheeks. <laughs> it, Tommy Wiseau must have seen this. Oh, totally. And was man. like, this yeah. has to be in yes. the room. Yes. Because <laughs> the, the room has the exact same scene, even the same poses and positions. Yeah, it's the same moves. You it's know, everything. I mean, in now that I think about the same it. camera movements. I mean, it's, yeah. it's all, and like even the <laughs> like the, the drapery that, that kind of flutters. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, and I mean, like Tommy Wiseau isn't the only one who copied it. And Peter Hyams isn't the only isn't Right, the this first isn't one the first it, either. You no. Know? It's just that it's, it's a very standard scene, but like. It's All totally the, gratuitous. It is. <laughs> it, it doesn't need to be there, but like I welcome it because it's like what we've been talking about. Yeah. You yeah. know, just like, and I mean, I, if if we ever have cinema again where, where there is like more sexuality explored, I mean, like, yeah. you know, this is probably not the best version of it because it's not realistic. No. Um, but- <laughs> I'm glad it's there. I'm glad that the effort was made. Um, and it's just nice to see yeah. that, it, that it's in there when, yeah. when, it's, when it's been missing from what we do now. I, uh, when I was a kid, my grandma bought me this on VHS. Holy shit. And I, I, I like wore it to the bone. I watched this a million times. Okay. And my stepmom would always give me shit about this movie because of this scene. <laughs> just saying, it's the only reason you watch this oh, movie. <laughs> she like called me out at dinner one, one day and I didn't know what to do. I'm just like, <laughs> like little kid giggling, you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, the phone rings and yeah, uh, it's it's the bosses at the at the yeah the newly formed time cop uh force and they want van damme to come in and um anybody in this scenario any man in this scenario who who is like their 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 wife doesn't want them to go and she has something to tell them she kept saying i have something to tell you Oh my god it can only be one thing yeah well it can be two things one i'm leaving you or two (laughs) i'm pregnant and he doesn't understand the worst part is that it, he drags it out and gets right to that moment where he wants her to tell her, tell him, but then he just leaves anyway. Yeah. Like she's downstairs, you know, lighting a candle. She's all like sad and doesn't want him to go to work. This always happens. And he's like, all right. He sits down next to her on the couch and like is like holding her hand or something. And he's like, you said you had something to tell me. And she's like, yeah. And he goes, can it wait? <sighs> You are right there. You're telling her that you want her to say something, but can it wait? Why did you make the effort to sit down Just and hold leave. her hand? Don't I even know. sit exactly. there and comfort her. Exactly. Just I mean, make it worse. It's almost cruel the way he does this. And and yeah, I mean, like anybody can see, you just have <laughs> instincts. You know, this is what life is. She has something to tell me. It's probably that we're going to have a baby, you know? Yeah. And I need to be here for that announcement. And it needs to be a thing where we where we talk yeah. about she's this not gonna celebrate. say i bought a new car no exactly. she's not gonna say that <laughs> that's exactly it's not what she's gonna say <laughs> anyway so he leaves and then is immediately attacked there were these goons at the mall yes. right like these like mulleted oh my god hoop these... earring yes, motherfuckers exactly <laughs> these are foot clan guys grown up and and the yes. one guy what you said about the hoop earrings like this dude he has one of my other least favorite like '90s hairstyles, which is the really tight, greasy ponytail. That's like, it looks like it hurts. <laughs> yeah, you it's know? so tight. Yes, and uh, it, it's it's the, the the guy from Color Me Bad who looked like Kenny G. He had this in one of the videos. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, and and he has these oh. giant hoop earrings, and they 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 kind of like they kind of dangle a lot yeah. when he when he flips his head around. <laughs> and the, the other dude, yeah. I don't know what this hairdo is. Um. 
It's like a curly mullet or something. But then what there's the, but then the sh- the sides are all shaved. Yeah, and it's really long in the back, and and it's it's a it's a pompadour on front. Like like it's not even yeah, just the, a. It's man. really styled uh, uh, hairdo in the front, and it's, then the back yeah. is just huge. Like you know, this I, guy's like a suicide girl or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, fucking yes. And he's huge too. This guy's he's a huge. gigantic guy. Like I mean, he's like Kevin Nash size. Yes, he's gigantic. Um, but anyway, these these two guys were at the mall, and you get like a menacing look from them, and then they're, right. they're gone. Right. And now they show up at the front door as he leaves, and they just you know shoot him in the chest twice because you can't shoot him in the head. I mean, <laughs> they even say that they use the words "finish him," which is in the nineties. <laughs> you know what that meant? And fatality. Exactly. Time. And instead of a fatality, they give him, I guess, a friendality. They just yeah, shoot him yeah, twice yeah. in the friendship. chest. Friendship. Friendship. Yes. Um. <laughs> God. And then you see Melissa up in the window in this uh, g- gigantic Victorian home. I know, I know. That with this with... beat cop has. <sighs> Melissa must be rich because this guy can't. <laughs> I mean, time cops probably make good money, but he's just becoming a time cop, right? right? Exactly. And, and even, I, I, I don't know if a time cop would have turret money. I mean, that, <laughs> that's, that's, wow. Yeah, and so she's in the window screaming. There's a, a, a silhouetted man holding her, which turns out to be the, you know our main villain, I think. Yes. Uh, but... He, he gets back up off the ground because he had a bulletproof vest on, obviously. Right. And then the house explodes. And that's it. That's it for 1994, man. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and we flash forward to... Well, we actually we flash, flash back. back. Sorry. Yes. Ooh, uh, we go back to 1929. Travel, yes. Yeah. Wall Street. <laughs> 1929. There's this guy. He pulls up in his car. He's going up to his stock trading office or whatever. Yep. Apparently, people keep jumping off the building because it's, you know, the stock market crash is right, happening. Right, the Great Depression is yeah. about to, you know, take hold. Yeah, so this guy's he, he's a time crook, so he's here to play the stock market. He's going to buy it while it's down, and then he's, when he goes back to 2004, which is where the movie takes place now, um, he's going to be rich. <laughs> it's some, um, and, and I, I like how the movie even, like, tells you how to do this. You know, mm-hmm. he, he you, you get him like with his his newspaper from 1929 versus his newspaper from today. Yeah, and he's like he's lining them up, lining up the stock pages, and he's he's like circling, and he's even like circling dates. Yeah, he's really like letting him. He's really holding the audience's hand through this whole thing. Yeah. like this is how you're going to make some money. The from camera's the stock market. close up on his hand, following his pen, and right. just like as he's circling and moving across the you know tables yes. on this paper. Yes, it's, and yep. I mean. And his name is Atwood. Yes. And out of the ether of the office, like this, this kind of like almost like a uh, a liquid metal kind of uh, opening, yeah. you know, portal. It's happens. a he's a slider. Yes, man. exactly. It, it is very much of a slider. Mm-hmm. It's Van Dam yep. uh, with a with a new haircut. It, I would say it's an old haircut. <laughs> In 2004, that's true. Yes. This this guy's mullet is extreme. <laughs> it's not like greasier. It's kind of volumized. I, but, I'm, uh... I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because like um, it, it happens. It, it's it's actually a plot point later in the movie. His it hair, is. his hair. And, you know, I applaud the movie for that. I, I'm actually. glad that they acknowledged it. Yes. Right. Um, but he walks in and he's, he's walks, he, he comes in through this portal and Atwood knows him. He's like, Hey Max, how's it going? Yeah. You know? And he's like, Hey, you got to come back with me. You know, the jig is up. Yeah. It turns out that Atwood is a time cop who went rogue. Yep. And he was put there. Like he was hired by somebody else to like do what he's doing. And Max, Max Walker, uh, Van Damme's character. What a name. Yes. Uh, it's a great name. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's weird too because like they they make mention that he is uh, not American. Because uh, like when they're walking through the mall, Mia Sarah says something about like, "Oh, not with your English," you know that that's something yeah, you know. But, and but his yeah. name's Max Walker. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, how I know that you happened. have a problem with Arnold with that a lot. Just right, making him some like American white guy. Yeah, yeah. But he just sounds like he's from Germany. Right. You know? Exactly. I know it, it's it's always messed up. And this one, they, the, it, as far as I know, it's it's one of the only ones that well, no, Double Impact acknowledges his his okay. accent as well. All but, right. Yeah. Um. But. Double yeah. impact. <laughs> Someday. Yes. Right? Yeah, one day, folks. <laughs> but he he walks in and like it, it's it's weird because Atwood understands why he's there and because he, he knows that they're both they're both cops. Yeah. But then like his goons come in and we get the first uh bit of Van Damme fighting. Oh yeah. Um he he uh he does his first splits of the movie here. Right. And he punches a guy in the groin? Or he hits him with a kendo stick in the dick. He gives him a like whole that. Steve Blackman treatment. Yes. Like, you know, I mean, it's amazing, you know? <laughs> yeah, so he takes out these two goons, and they've got future guns from 2004, which just look like Nerf guns with, like, round barrel attachments yeah. and, like, mag lights duct taped to the top. Yeah, they are. They are strange-looking props. Yeah, they're they're really weird. I love seeing future technology that so is just I. bullshit. I know exactly because I and I, the, the, the they're they're the same guns as in the Civil War sequence, and yeah. I called them Uzis earlier. That's about the closest thing they they that comes to, but they're definitely not Uzis. They're they're like what you described. It, it's some like kind they're of firing gun. mini missiles or something too, because they like go boom boom yeah. and like explode when they hit. It, it's like it's crazy. Got the same impact as like the guns in Contra when you get that L. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. Right, I'm surprised there's no spread shot or anything, dude. <laughs> exactly, dude. Um, <laughs> so he takes out the goons, of course. Right. And like at, he's got Atwood against the wall, and he's like, you got to come back. you got to talk. Why are you here? Who are you working with? And Atwood goes on for a, a full minute saying he can't tell you because this will all happen, and then immediately tells him. It, it's You don't need those beats. Either yeah. you're going to tell the story or you don't, you know. <sighs> um, but... And he he realizes that the that he can't he can't reveal like he he can't say who you know well obviously he did just say it's the senator it's McComb yes McComb Ron Silver's character mm-hmm. the guy who's supposed to be chairing the oversight committee he is like the one who sent Atwood to do all this and Atwood then realizing what he's done he goes and leaps out the window like the other guys on Wall Street yeah and he they're on like the hundredth floor of this skyscraper yeah and on the way down. <sighs> I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Like, you know, he commits suicide by jumping out a window. Walker follows him out the window and in midair catches him and activates the transmitter that brings him back to 2004 before they both hit the ground. Yes, they're midair and they they warp back. Yes. Um, And then they're walking through the station. They're being, as he's booking Atwood, yeah. and then there's, they immediately go into the, the judges' chambers. I immediately. Mean, like, that, that's what the future has now. Is It's, it's almost like, you know, uh, like the politics. And I don't, I don't get it, because isn't this supposed to be like a secret, like, police force? It's, or is this common knowledge? Everyone knows they exist now. I was th- I felt like it's supposed to be a secret. Well, I I think that the the that the judges are also like they're they're just like it's they a, only do time. It's cops. A, but is it like a secret court? You know, like yeah, they're not. I think they're so. not held to any other oh I, I, judicial laws or systems. I, that's it's what, like that's how I take it. It's like hey, we're this is time cop court. You know, yes. Because I mean, like it's it's like it's it's internal affairs within internal affairs. I mean, they they only <laughs> deal with like rogue time cops. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they there they must also, be a lot of rogue. Time cops, I mean, man. to have a special court tribunal that's just on site twenty four seven. Yeah. The funny thing is, you'll never know. 
Because wouldn't time change constantly well, with all that, these things see, happening? That, that that's one of the paradoxes that you just can't untie. Right. You know? And they try to go into that in right. the movie, and then it's like they they don't even do anything good with it, really. It's just <laughs> right. Like, well, okay. It's like whatever. <laughs> but yeah, they sentence him to death because he won't confess or yeah. um, give the name. Right. Uh, and then they sentence him to death by sending him back through time to die by falling the rest of the way to the to the ground outside the building. That's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in a movie. It's it's a fun part of the movie, I guess, right, to right. see. Like, wow, that's crazy they did that. Why would they? They wouldn't do that. They would just, like, inject you right there or I something. I know, exactly. If you're executed. This judicial system they have here is fucked, man. I mean, because we, we've seen what it takes to send somebody back through time. Which like, makes no sense anyway. It doesn't. It, it definitely does. It's like a launch sequence. Yes. They, they get in this freaking spaceship looking thing and it right. launches them into a wall. Right. For some reason. And if it doesn't work right, they hit the wall and die. Yeah. But then when they reach the other time they're trying to get to, they, they're just walking. Like they're not in a pod. There's nothing that they just kind of appear walking out of this time hole. And they don't seem to know they, they don't seem to see like obstacles coming. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a sequence later on in the movie where like Van Damme is just like, he's, he's oh, dropped yeah. in right in front of a moving, you know, semi. Oh, yeah, that he that was to, on like, the dodge. trailer for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a pretty cool effect. I uh, like it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like a green screen. It from is. 94, oh, very much but... so. Yeah. You, you, you can see the strings. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But yeah, the, the, the time travel makes no sense. Right. And they're, they're not just going back in time. They're also changing whatever location they want to go to. Oh, sure, exactly. You know, they have teleportation as well. And honestly, if if they sentence Atwood to die, that's one thing. But if they send him back in time and he now dies in 1929, that changes their timeline too. Right. So, I mean, well, what are they doing? How far do we want to go down this rabbit hole, I, man? I, I, I mean, yeah, we, we could talk forever about it, like the, the, yeah, the messed but, up logic, yeah. But, but yeah, it's definitely not there. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's dead now, yes. right? And uh, Walker knows the truth because he tell, told him and no one believes him. Right. Well, he hasn't told many people. He tells Matuzak, his uh, supervisor. His, right, Bruce the, McGill's character. Bruce McGill, man. Yep. He, and he's kind of cartoony in this, if you ask me. Really? Okay. Like, not too much, but he's... He's joking around way too much for the director of the Time Cop Division. <laughs> yes. He's not a very serious man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a cool thing, too, where, like, it, it's not, I shouldn't say cool. It's it's more just out of the ordinary, and it wasn't, it was it was unexpected for me when he when he goes on this thing about, but we were supposed to be best friends. I thought we were best friends. He oh, goes yeah. on, like, a real long best friends <laughs> See, and that's what I know? mean. This right. is, like, <laughs> why would he act like this 10-year-old? Yeah, I, I don't know. I know. But anyway, now Senator McComb comes to tour the facility yeah. with some other people, you know. <laughs> and he has a delegation with him. Yeah, yeah. Because he's going to run for president. Right. Or he is currently running for president. That's why he needs all this money, you know, because his campaign, I, I need $1 million and I'll become president. Is, that's his plan. Was it $1 million? I don't know. It's not much. It was. It, was, it might be a billion. Okay, yeah. It was a lot of money. And I, it, I know you need a lot of money. Honestly, it was like... Only a couple million dollars, I think. Okay. To buy the TV spots he needs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. To win the election. Look, honestly, if, if when you're when you're a powerful senator and you're running for president, you you build super PACs, and yeah. you there, there's a lot of dirty money in our in our in our current timeline yes. that, that you can be had. You don't have to go back in time and steal it. I don't know, man. And I don't know. There's more money back there. <laughs> but but. <laughs> 
Scott Lawrence in the beginning of the movie established that like the first time criminal obviously didn't cover his tracks because he used like gold bullion that was dated 1863 to make this purchase. So maybe Ron Silver is going to be more more careful, but I don't I don't see it. I I, I think that like. Right. If you if you stole a bunch of money, it's also going to have yeah. It's the gonna, Federal Reserve gonna, notes are going to say eighteen something. The butterfly effect is going to happen exactly. Like, no matter what you do, yes. So, uh, and I <laughs> and the whole the whole Ron Silver's whole motivation is that he wants to like as the senator he 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 wants to have when he becomes president he wants to shut down the time crime. Uh, uh, so he can use force. it for his own gain, exactly. I guess. Because yeah. he's he he wants to he's going to say like to prevent time crime, let's just prevent time travel. But really, what he wants to do is he wants to be the only one that has this power. Yes, yes, yes. So he can just keep going. That's what even, he wants to even do. Even when he becomes president, he can still go back and get more riches. I guess. Which I don't know he, why. What's you'd his want. motivation? His motivation in the movie is I want to be the president. Yes. Why? I, I Why do you fucking care? I don't know exactly. I I, I never because I mean, dude, there, there's a moment in this movie where he he goes to one of his underlings and says, "Clear my schedule," um, which I, I I can't imagine being rich and powerful enough to say clear my schedule just because you're so you, you don't feel like <laughs> going to meetings that day. But but besides that, like you are already a U.S. senator and you have all the power in the world. You have more power a lot of times than the actual president. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but what about a time president? Okay, that fine. might be the ultimate. Part. If if you're if Jesus. if the actual end game is I am now the president and I'm president for life and we now we America is a dictatorship under my rule, um, they need to say that. Yeah, you know they don't establish anything here. Right. It's it's the thinnest motivation. I mean, I want to be the president. Okay, ten year old Tommy. Yeah, you want to be president. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Yes. When exactly. you grow up, I know. Yeah. yeah, it's but, very juvenile. But this scene when he's touring the facility, it's basically just so we get this tete-a-tete with yeah. Walker and McComb. Right. Uh, poking each other, basically. Because, like, like <laughs> Ron Silver knows that... Uh, McComb knows that Walker knows yeah. that he's behind all this. And, you know, like, they're, they're, they're going back and forth, and they're they're... Kind of vaguely, you know, not well, not vaguely. Sometimes it's actually just aggressively saying. They're, they're you know, like flat out saying, you know, yeah, like, exactly. Are you gonna get this guy? Yes. He's like I can't. Oh well. How come? <laughs> <laughs> right. Good luck. Uh huh. That's you, basically what this scene. I is. know they're they're using language <laughs> that that like makes it so that they know, but the, the yeah. rest the other people don't. Know. Yeah. And like, I, and at this point, obviously, you know, like like. Uh, Macomb knows he needs to do something about Walker. Yeah. And Walker knows that he needs to go back and, you know, figure out like what was, what was the, the, the first move that, that Macomb made to, to like, you know, get all this going. Right. And, uh, Macomb, uh, decides to take him out by, uh, attacking him at his house. Yeah. Yeah. Cause after this, uh, he goes home, he watches a video of Melissa, his yep. dead wife, and he's drinking scotch, you know, he's, he's going Blade Runner. Actually it's tequila. Oh, you see the bottle sitting there. Yes, got it. (laughs) You get a close-up. It was definitely a a branded shot. Oh, that's for sure. (laughs) Very good. Uh, But but yeah, Um, Um, this is where you get the most famous scene of the movie. The splits, everybody. Um, It's one of those scenes that many people are familiar with, even if they've never seen the film. And um, it's... The the, the the two guys come in. Van Damme is in his underwear. Like, of course. It, and it's it just boxer briefs. And he fights these two guys who are both armed with these future guns. And the other guy has, and the one guy that there was a, a third man who's like a kind of a, he looks like Tom Noonan a little bit. Yeah. He's real tall and lanky. Yeah. And um, 
he has uh, one of these uh, guns I've only ever seen in movies that, that just shoots like a, a 50,000 volt. It's like a taser ray. that yeah. shoots those two prongs out. Yes. You know? Yes. And the, and the prongs are like attached to the gun. Yeah. And they can, he can like draw them back. Yes. Like a grappling hook. Exactly. And they make that cool, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely, dude. Um, and at some point in the scuffle, like uh, Van Damme's water cooler with the with the five gallon jug topples over. Yes, and it starts to dump water all over the floor. Yeah, into the kitchen area, and the guy, the the, the Tom Noonan looking dude with the with the uh, with the taser, he fires the taser at the the uh, yes at the water to like. To shock Van Damme. Well, Van Damme's on the ground, so he's aiming at Van Damme. That's right. And he says, 50,000 volts, motherfucker. That's right. Because you have to say something like that. <laughs> yes. And he fires it, and then Van Damme, in, with all his skill, jumps up and does the splits on the counter and holds himself midair. And then the water has, by this point, traveled across the floor back to the bad guy, and he shocks himself. This is this is one of the most epic moments of Van Damme's career. It I mean, is. It, it, it is. really is. It, it's it's one it's, hell of a sequence. It's really cool. It's stupid as hell. It is. But it is pretty cool. One aspect that's <laughs> undersold a lot of times is Van Damme's incredible strength below the knees. You yeah, know, um, yeah. because you can see his left side is supported by his left ankle, like his foot is upturned. But more impressive is the right side of his body, which is being held up by his uh, like his instep to like yeah. anchor himself to the yeah. countertop. I mean, how the hell is he doing this? <laughs> like, it's not, it, it is a stunt. Right. He is doing this. It's not just the glutes, man. No, the, no. Those boxer briefs are not the only thing holding them up. <laughs> right. It's, yeah, you're right. Like, those ankles are taking, I mean, holy dude. crap. I mean, yeah. they're, they're taking a pounding just, and, and like, and you talked about the glutes. I mean, like, <laughs> like the, the Amazon stream of this, the, the screen grab is this, is just this yeah, shot. Like this. Yeah. This because is, what else could you do? You know, in a movie called time cop, scissor splits is like the main image. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you dude. And like, I remember in no retreat, no surrender, which was earlier in his career, mm-hmm. he, he was doing that was the first time he did like the splits on it was it was in the like on the from from uh, rope to rope like in the ring that uh-huh. he was fighting yeah. in um and then you see him doing the splits in uh, in bloodsport between two chairs yeah but this is the first time we've seen it like he leapt in he leaps in the air and does the splits and yeah. he catches himself between the two countertops yeah i mean like you see him do it he did this stunt. Everybody. I mean, like, it, it can't be stressed enough what a physical marvel this guy Dude. was at this time. It 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 hurt me to watch I know. this. I, I know. Like, oh, because really? like, even if you could do it, <laughs> and and like and like, you didn't just completely shred your hamstrings and your and your groin. Like, have, you'd fall and break you, your neck. Have you ever tried to like support yourself like this? Of I have. I have because yes, I, have. I watched this tape. Me too. And I was like, I've got to try this. I didn't jump and do it, no. but I like positioned myself and like tried to hold myself my friends and i all trying right. to do it no sorry i cannot be a time cop i'm not this good dude i i i once almost <laughs> successfully did a kip up almost. oh really you know i used to be able to do those oh you could okay yeah because yeah. i was this scrawny little ass dude <laughs> right and so i could kip up pretty good okay back in the backyard wrestling days you know nice. that's one of my things nice uh but yeah th- this that scene is it's it, unforgettable i know i mean and, and we could like spill more ink obviously like uh, for the next hour or two about just just the idea of like being able to like get yourself into a physical space and able to do this but i mean yeah. like damn man i mean he 
he he could do things that like a lot of other action heroes could. Right, and there's also like a lot a lot of good knife fighting in it. Oh like, yeah, yeah. It's okay, knife fighting. It's not like great knife fighting, but it's got a lot of action in this scene. And that was the weird thing too about like you say like maybe not great knife fighting. <laughs> it's a weird thing where they I've never seen a sword fight with knives before. Yeah. Until this movie. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> um, like they, they're it's literally a sword fight. I mean, but what it's do little, they do? Knives. It's like ching ching ching, like <laughs> like like parry and thrust, and they're just holding knives. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, really weird. Um. And then at this point, Agent Fielding shows up, right? And it, she's Internal Affairs, Gloria Rubin's character. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I, I'm, I'm here to clean up the situation. I need to figure out what happened with you and Atwood. You know that kind of stuff, right? And, um, and we also get another ten year old Scott favorite scene: the virtual reality porn you see for two seconds, oh my or God. actually like a minute. <laughs> want to want to take a guess where my wife walked in? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, of course it's this <laughs> yes. scene. Your parents will always walk in Jesus, man. at just the right time. Here I am. I'm old <laughs> as hell with my cheater glasses and aching joints, and I'm still getting caught looking at naked ladies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, but, yeah, you get that totally useless shot. And then um, we get another jump back in time to 1994, right? right. Um, because there's some... Their technology has detected something is going on in 94 mm-hmm. right. in the D.C. area, so uh, we need to go back. We don't know how we figured this out, but it just happened, so <laughs> let's do it. So um, Fielding is tagging along with Walker now because she's got to figure out, you know, were you working with Atwood on this? Like, what's going on? You were right. his partner. You know, are you in on this? Internal affairs stuff. Yes. And, like... And there was a scene, like before they they go on their their time travel journey, where like um, it's Bruce McGill, Gloria Rubens, and Van Dam. Like, and he keeps like he keeps shutting the door and not letting Gloria Rubens in. Yeah, and it like that that part was kind of getting on my nerves a little bit because it was like she kept coming toward it and then just and then he'd like close the door again. I I, I don't know what Dude, this was. But just walk in. I know exactly. you have the authority. Your internal affairs, right? <laughs> and you've been assigned to like you know be it. And look, I I know that the whole point of like. Internal affairs to me seems like one of the most important aspects of any police department, yeah. right? Yeah. But in the movies and television, they tell you these are a bunch of fucking pencil pushing, you know, heavy set bean counting assholes, you yeah. know, who are just, you know, there to like get in the hero's way. No, dude, we need to make sure that this guy isn't out killing people on the street. Right. That it's it, Dirty Harry is not a hero. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> and it was a cool bit of like acting reunion in this movie because like Gloria Rubens and Bruce McGill are both in Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, that's cool. Awesome. Look at this. Yeah, that's you know, right. Man. <laughs> awesome. Yep. 15 years later. Yes. You know? Yep. Um, so they do the, the launch and this is where you learn how the launch works. And they're, they're, they're both screaming and their faces morph and stuff. I don't know. It's really, it's a pointless scene, actually. I know. Um, and they're like, oh my God, her heart rate is too high. Yeah. Why, why does that matter? They don't say anything about it. They hadn't like, established that before. No. This. So it's stupid. <laughs> yes. I'm done with that scene. <laughs> but we do get back to Washington, D.C. in 1994. Right. Which is where the opening of the movie, you know, happens in 94. And, and but once again, like they, they, it seems like they, they don't know where they're going to spill these people when they send them back in time because they end up like in the Potomac or something. Yeah, it's like they're at the around. Washington Monument. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, they're in the reflecting pool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, like, surely, you know, you could just like, I mean, couldn't they just set them down somewhere like like put in some coordinates and like, OK, here they are, you know. 
but right. like apparently even even a government arm like that that's well funded can't figure out how to like you know place someone when they send them back in time i mean i what what if you're just like so off easy. a cliff yeah like, right if, exactly or know, in front of a semi truck or in front of a semi Come exactly on. yes <sighs> but anyway yeah. they go back in time and they're going to a warehouse with it has both explosive barrels and freezing chambers. It is an action movie warehouse. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, this is just where, you know. This is a video game. Yes. <laughs> this is Doom, everybody. So, of course, they go into this. It's like a, a microchip manufacturer or something. Data Link, I think it's called. Also action movie bullshit. <laughs> There's always microchips being manufactured, man. <laughs> right. Um. I don't know if this is how you make them, but this is this is what it needs to look like. Uh, so they split up. Um, and Fielding is having just too much of a good time doing this mission. Uh-huh. You know, she's yeah. like talking about her childhood yeah. and like laughing and like, oh, man, I should go back and not have sex with that guy after my 16th birthday. And <laughs> what are you concerned with chain time travel and bullshit? So like. Are, are you saying that she's not, her character isn't treating just, with the gravity that it, it deserves? It does not. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it does not I one know. bit. I know. Your internal affairs of the time cop division, and you're just having a grand old time. You're supposed to be policing the police, and yeah, and I mean, I know you can't be just deadly serious 24 hours a day, right. but like, you, you shouldn't do this I get either. it. It's your first jump, apparently. Yeah. She's done simulated jumps. Okay. I thought this was like a secret division. And they have an internal affairs department, and she's done simulated jumps. I, I don't, I don't follow anything in this movie, like how it's set up. The world I, I is not explained. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, but anyway, she's just having a jolly old time being in the past with <laughs> right. Jean Claude Van Damme. Um, so they go to this warehouse, and apparently, in the real timeline in '94, I guess Senator McComb got bought out because he was a partner. Uh-huh. And then because of that, he lost out on all the revenue that this company made in 10 yeah. years, which he needs in the future for his campaign. So he's coming back in time to make sure he doesn't get bought out. And that that's what we're here to stop, I guess. I mean, that is uh, that that that's a lot to process on your first viewing. I remember because I, I didn't get this at all. Like when I first when I first saw this well, movie, yeah. I was like, you know, well, he, he got bought out. What happened? And I'm like, you know, and I, I see him <laughs> making deals. OK, he's trying to get money. But like, I didn't think about the bought out thing until like much later on. Right. Exactly. Because the movie doesn't it just consistently does not do a great job of telling you what's happening. Right. Um, and it's so surface level most of the time too. Yeah. Just like we have to kill him. Why? Because I know. Yeah. And, and, and this scene in particular is like, look, uh, I think Ron Silver was a pretty good actor. You know? Yeah. He's not bad. Um, I, I remember in reversal of fortune, I liked him a lot. He played Alan Dershowitz in that movie. And, um, in this movie, he seems to be having fun sometimes. Um, but uh, sometimes he seems checked out. Yeah. And sometimes it's, that's within the same scene. Yeah. Like maybe they just use like different takes. Maybe it was different days or whatever, but like sometimes he doesn't seem to be trying very hard at all. And other times it's like, he's having a great time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they just cut together his, his scenes in a weird way. Maybe. Um, or if he was in different moods day to day, but like in a couple of them, he's just chewing gum and talking shit, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> like, and he, he's, He's good. He's commanding, but like I don't believe him, and I never for once think that like Van Damme isn't going to just crush his head in in right, yeah. at any time he wants. He's 
he's punching above his weight class. Completely. You know? like he, he's not. I feel like they're trying to be like, all right, you've got to be like a Hans Gruber. You yeah. Know? But yeah. he's not pulling that off. I don't think so. No, because Han, like Alan Rickman is a formidable physical presence. Yeah. You know, even if he is playing Hans Gruber. Ron Silver, he doesn't have that. He no, just no. doesn't, you know. No, he looks like a senator. Exactly. <laughs> yes. He's not gonna He's not scary. No. He I felt no menace from this guy Me at neither. all. I know he has power and he's plotting this whole thing out and yeah. has a plan and he's a bad guy. But I'm not afraid of him. No. Not once. Like you said, there's not one instance where you don't think Van Damme's going to best him. I mean, it, it precisely. That's exactly right. Yep. So the only real thing I didn't see coming is in this scene, you know, so Van Damme pulls the gun on him like you guys are in trouble, you know, uh-huh. I got you <laughs> tag. You're it. And um, they're like, all right, how are you going to stop us while you're up there? But um, Agent Fielding is down below him and pulls her gun on the senator. Like, all right, now we've got you. Right. And it turns out she's in on it. She double crosses Van Damme, which I did not see coming. I know that was a not good, that at was, all. It's a good twist. It's a very good twist that wasn't telegraphed at all, but it, it does kind of explain how she's being so carefree about things That's because true. I guess this was the plan the whole time. Right. Wow. Which, wow. You thought pretty far ahead. I mean, guys. she even pretended to be scared during the launch. You know, yeah. that, that was, that was convincing. So yeah, yeah. she, she got managed to get herself in there. Yeah. So double cross and then a fight happens. Right. Um, <laughs> you, you get liquid nitrogen. You get <laughs> explosive barrels, flames, bullets. Yeah, the, the Tom kicks. Noonan guy gets yeah. the li- liquid nitrogen. and Oh, yeah. It's like it's the climax of the sequence. Yes. Because yeah. like, the, the guy's... The, the one side of the guy's b- torso like freezes. Yeah, his, his one arm gets stuck in the stream of right. cold gas. Yes. And, yeah. And, and, and like he looks at it and just starts screaming. Dude. <laughs> Okay, so this guy That's gets awesome. the fatality. Though. Yes, he does. So he gets sub zeroed, right? Because he freezes half his body, his half his torso and his arm is stuck, you know, in this ice. And Van Dam kicks him, and it explodes. It shatters his yeah. whole like whole part of his body shatters, and you get this like CGI half corpse. <laughs> it, wow! Screaming, <laughs> and then he falls over the the ledge and dies. You know, he lands in the comp- microchip tray i right. don't know yeah yeah exactly <laughs> at the bottom i know it's got glowing lights he right. lands on it <laughs> <laughs> and i love the reveal of like ron silver's goons before the fight happens like uh-huh. they all kind of step out of the shadow and it's like it's it's just a cross section of like 90s assholes you oh know? yeah it's it's every image you can think of yes. like yep you got that guy it's a roster from it is Mortal Kombat. it is it's, a, it's just a whole gallery of scumbags <laughs> that, that you uh, yes gallery yes. of scumbags <laughs> Love that phrase. That's a, that's exactly what it is. Right. They should have. You know what? They should have froze this guy's ponytail though. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yes, no and then he shit. uses it as a weapon trying to stab Van Dam. <laughs> right. That would have been awesome. Because that that's the weird thing too about like the freezing thing is that like you know um, would you bleed out if like so because because Van Dam kicks the guy's arm off yeah at when it's frozen but like you don't see a bunch of blood just gush out yeah you know? it's, it is like frozen yeah tissue yeah. I don't know. It's like, I guess, of a deep freeze when you, like, put, like, a whole carcass in a, like, a side of beef almost, you know? You, you yeah, yeah. thaw it out a little bit, I guess, before you can even cut into it. Yeah. My guess is they didn't have the budget that, for that. That's probably... Or they probably yeah. couldn't do the technology for CGI blood yet. Yeah. They had yeah. to ruin cinema later with <laughs> yes, that. Yes, that's true, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But he says, have a nice day and kicks his arm. Uh-huh. Like he gives that one-liner. And yeah. it's such a stupid one-liner. It's not good at all. Um, well. I know. We know how you feel about one-liners. Yes, Dave. dude. It, I, yeah. I, I know that. And I know how you feel about one-liners. Yes. Um, I mean, we, we, we will always, you know, be at odds at this. Yes. But like, you know. If if Arnold can't make a one liner sing, then neither can Van Damme. Okay, yeah, and and really neither can Bruce Willis, <laughs> neither can Steven Seagal. Nobody can do it because it's just ineffective and right. it's it's terrible storytelling and it calls attention to the fact that you're watching a dumb action movie. Yeah, and I just I can't take it. I think that's why I like it. I know because I'm I watching know. a dumb action movie. I know. Yeah, right. I don't know, but um, they they get away, right? What happens here? Okay, so um, yeah, v- Van Damme, like you know, obviously because the uh, he yes. has Ron Silver. So now a second down, yes. Ron Silver comes into the, yes, to the yes. you know, you've got 2004 Ron Silver yes. and 94 Ron Silver. Yes. And like 94 Ron Silver is kind of a milk toast. Yeah. And like, this is, this is my favorite part of Ron Silver's performance is this characterization. Yeah. In which we see like kind of the swagger of the, the, the Senator who's been on the job for 10 years, who now wants to be president and is like a rich asshole mm-hmm. versus the kind of meek, um, unassuming version of like the junior senator who yeah. is who is like kind of he, he's all he's all wide-eyed at looking around at what at what he's become yeah and he he just kind of can't really take it can't understand it and he even like is his that that characterization of the old ron silver is even like a uh, part of the the triumphant uh ending sequence yeah it, it's like it's like that 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 uh goodness in him is used to defeat the 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 bad ron silver yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and you see a, a causality thing here, because 94, Ron Silver gets a cut on, like, on his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. And then the scar appears on, you know, future Ron Silver. Right. Pretty neat. Yeah. They, did, they do nothing with it, but it happens. <laughs> That's true, right? Um, <laughs> so the, Ron Silver ends up killing Agent Fielding here. Yeah. Or shoots her. I think in the head he, he just, like twice. He, yeah, he gets a good headshot. And she doesn't die. Right. Apparently, we find out. Right. Uh, and Walker gets away and, you know, Ron Silver gets away. So And and Fielding is left in 1994. Yes. She goes to a, she's rushed to a hospital and like the uh, a cleanup crew or like a first responders come to the scene and they like take her to the hospital. And then you see Van Damme running along the scaffolding and he runs into like the portal yeah, to get back to back. 2004. Yeah. Um, and... So, and the 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 fielding was left in 1994 is kind of a crucial plot because a crucial point of the plot because like you know you have to you have to like account for her because she's she's creating a paradox by being back there. Yes, and this is where the movie gets a lot more into the time traveliness of things happening mm-hmm. and cause and effect. Yeah, because when he gets back to the future, Jesus, um, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> gotta get back in time. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, <laughs> Huey Lewis is now the director of. The- <laughs> No, um, so he gets back and the agency is being shut down. Uh-huh. He, he just barely made it back, yes. you know, in this freaking <laughs> I know. spaceship. That was the thing, like the agents being shut down and like, and they were going to like decommission the equipment while he was still in between worlds. Yeah. And, and apparently they're shutting it down and, uh, he convinces Bruce McGill to send him back to try to fix things. So Bruce McGill sacrifices himself so that Walker can make one more jump. I love Bruce yeah, McGill no. in that moment too of like, you know, he's he's like he's he's about to like activate the machine and he yeah. thinks better and he goes, Well, here goes the pension and he starts like <laughs> turning all the gears. That's right, he does say that. And then these guards come and machine gun him down. Yep. Um and with this final breath, 
He's like, oh, and reaches the launch button. <laughs> Which then triggers the explosion that like sends Van Damme back through time, but also fries the two gunmen. Yeah, because they need to do a shuttle launch to bring you back in time, and these flames just destroy these guards. <laughs> and Van Damme just blasts back to 94. Uh-huh. And he's back there, and he's tr- he tries to find Fielding. So right. he looks up like John Doe's at hospital, or Jane Doe's at hospitals, because yep. no one knows who she doesn't exist here. In this form, yeah. you know, I mean, she's 16 in Colorado or something, but right. like, not in D.C. And so he finds her and is like, hey, be a good guy now. <laughs> and jeez, I mean, oh, she's I know. like, I'm sorry. I know. And now she's good. Right. And <laughs> and look, her 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 the thing at the end with her makes sense, like because nothing's happened, you know, like they, they've changed the the arc of time or whatever. But like the, in this moment to like say the person that double crossed me. I need you to turn back. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't think I can trust that person. Yeah. So he has to go find blood work to prove that she exists or oh some God. fucking gobbledygook I know. garbage <laughs> yes, plot I'm, device. And dude, look, medical labs and high security areas of hospitals in general are far too easy to sneak into in the movies because he doesn't even bother to disguise himself in like a white lab coat. No, it, it, he just he's just in there in street clothes, fiddling with beakers and vials, <laughs> and no one says anything. And he's looking through the blood work. He's he's fucking got like the embryos from Jurassic Park in front of him. I know, and he's I know. grabbing these vials, and he sees Melissa, hit Melissa Walker. Oh my God, blood work! It's from my wife. She's pregnant, apparently. I wanted to dude do, come on I, I wanted to do like a slow clap like a super villain just like you know you know uh, what a pity mr you know mr walker or, yeah, you know, like, yeah. just like like you figured it out excellent dude you had to like you had to traverse 10 years of time back and forth fifth you know multiple times for you to figure out that your wife was pregnant you know what would have been fucking awesome if they actually did something with this what a future walker got past melissa pregnant or something like that oh oh wow. come on okay do yeah, something no, else uh, do true. something that's more true. with this instead of Oh my God, she was pregnant the whole time. Oh, I know, I know. And how? How did? Like I said, I I can't get over this. How did he not see this before? How, how did any fucking? Person, he's, he's too worried about stopping rollerblade crooks. I, I know exactly. And yeah, I mean, my God, I guess when when you can sidekick like that, that's all that's on your mind. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and just having sex constantly. I imagine. <laughs> Of course she's pregnant because you guys are I know, doing it I, nonstop. That, that's that's the other part of it is like when you're an adult and you're having that much sex, you obviously know what can come of this. So, I mean, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, um, uh, he he has to then he, he like he has to escape the hospital. Yes. Right? And yeah. and security finds like the the someone one of the, the, the goons Silver's goons have now come back in time and followed him there. Yeah. And they kill Gloria Rubens in her bed. Yeah. And security, you know, the, the, the nurse who was, who's on staff, like, you know, like says security, you know, get that man. And, and so now he has yeah, to escape. They the think hospital. it's Van Dam who right. did it. Right. Um, his haircut is awfully close to these goons haircuts. It's just not greasy enough. Okay. But so, I, well, okay. But it's, it's, I think that his haircut is not, it, it's not a scumbags haircut. He, no, he looks like an everyman in 1994. Yeah, he kind of does. It's it's kind of yeah, like Jerry Seinfeld's of. hair. Yeah. Um. It's it's very it's it's a it's a fashion. It's a it's it's, he, it's like a roadhouse haircut. Yeah, kinda, it's, but it's not sweaty and got no. like light beer in it. You know, it's, <laughs> no, it's it's a it's fashionably long and yeah. and there's a style to it. Yeah, you know, right. Um, but he escapes. But yes, he like yes. dive bombs out a window, 
and Jackie chains himself down these awnings. Just he didn't know these were here. No, he it, just got lucky. I know he just jumped out the window in <laughs> yeah. the in the hopes that there was an Eve there. You know, <laughs> yeah, and gets away. Right, he gets away, and he goes to the mall. Right, yep, and he. Okay, and, and I'm, he's like, I'm back in the 90s. Yes. I got to go to the mall. Exactly. <laughs> no, he just instinctively goes there like Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> and like he walks up to Mia Sarah and he like he, the, 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 the moment where, where they were like looking at the clocks hasn't happened yet. It's, he's like he's getting her before that happens. Yes. Um, and he like grabs her and starts, you know, like kind of frantically. And it's, it's weird because well, he says something to her. Be- behind her again, right? No, it, it. Well, I don't think so because. Okay. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Because sorry, she does, right. she thinks it's him, but then tur- turns around and it's like, "What the hell happened to you?" Yes, because she's acknowledging you're ten years older and you have a mullet now. <laughs> <laughs> what happened okay. to you? You're right. You're right, dude. The, my. <laughs> okay, I, I took this entirely the wrong. Okay. Way. All right. All right. You, you, what you just said is probably what she was reacting to. I took it as, "Who is this man?" Okay. Because right. um, I was like, wait a second. He looks exactly the same, except his hair is different. Well, she does say, what happened to you? Because okay, that, yeah. to me, that tells me she believes it's him. Okay. But why have you aged 10 years overnight? And why is your hair still really sexy, but different? <laughs> <laughs> What's incredible about all this, too, is that like when the other Van Damme enters the mall yeah. and he looks like he did in 1994. Yeah. I noticed on this viewing that what they did with the other version of him is they, they, they gave him a shade darker on his hair yeah, and they kept the length of the hair, but they just put a bunch of product in it and formed it into a duck ass. <laughs> that, oh, I didn't see that yes. detail because it, his hair looks shorter. It in looks 94. shorter, but when you look, look again, it's the same length. They've just oh, pasted man. it to his head in like a side part, like a kid. And and then the back of it is like eyeball chambers. Oh wow! I, I mean, okay, I, it's really something. Movie magic, exactly. everybody. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So he's t- he's telling her though, like this, th- we've got to change the future. You know, mm-hmm. we've got to stop things from happening. And he, and he won't tell her that she's d- gonna die. She keeps asking him, am I going to die? Right. He's like, no, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Then why are we doing all this? I don't know. I mean, dude. Because of time. Just tell time her. Time cop stuff, baby. Tell her she's going to die. That, that, that's good information. She can figure out a way to avoid it. She can go somewhere else. She can do something. Yeah. I, I hate when people in time travel <laughs> movies don't don't act you know, accordingly. Just say, look, I know you're going to die. Okay? And, yeah. and I'm here to prevent it. So let's do what we can. Don't yeah. lie to the person. Yeah. Come Ugh. on. Yeah. So the yeah the the other Van Damme <laughs> comes in and we've been told and it was important we 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 used the phrase earlier that the same matter can't occupy the same space it's a yes. mantra throughout this film they just keep saying it and you don't know exactly yeah. I mean you, you kind of know what they're yeah. talking about but you don't know what the consequences are yeah Ron Silver explains it a few times yes. you know um, in that great scene when it's his older self and younger self yes. talking to each other. Yes. And he's like, whoa, whoa, don't, don't get close. Don't, don't touch don't me. Don't touch me. Right. Uh, that's a good scene too. Right. I like that. And he's explaining it. Uh, but yeah, you can't do that apparently. Right. So when you've got two of yourselves around, you got to be careful. Right. You, you can't touch each other. <laughs> we don't know what'll happen. Something might happen. Yep. You might become a thing. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to their house. The night where 
uh, the beginning of the movie kicks off. The inciting like, incident. The, yeah, when when he's he's gonna be told that she's pregnant, but he says "fuck you" and leaves. Oh my god! You that that night, everybody, thick <laughs> bastard man, you jackass. This climax has so much potential, mm-hmm. and it's wasted. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they just go into the most common action movie tropes instead of exploring how they can complicate things with t- the time travel. They also do a proto like teens move in which like everything starts happening in the dark yeah you can't see shit yeah like all these fights are going on and i don't know what's happening yeah like who's winning there's a guy who like in the rain with the gun kind of looks like van damme and i don't know if it's him or not and I, i can't keep track of who's here because there's a second van damme who's also there like you know it's it's the guy it's the guy with all the gel in his hair and uh yep and He's the got mu- LA looks exactly. all over that shit. <laughs> My God, he exactly. He got the green color. Put it in there. You remember the, the the strength level was determined by the color of the hair gel. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, and I remember standing in front of the mirror in front before school for at least half an hour, getting your hair to a nice hard crunch. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh man, but um, yeah, like you you can't follow exactly what's happening in the scene. Because it just keeps moving from a different location to a different goon to yeah. a different situation. <laughs> and, like, I guess the time cops split up, you know? There's yeah. 94 is in the house and 94 is outside? So, uh, I don't. 94 begins in the house okay. and then he's thrown out. He, okay. he goes out the window. That's right, because they fight on the roof. Right. For some reason... Mia Sarah climbs their roof. I don't know what she's doing. Where's this. she trying to go? Because she starts, she's hanging onto the aerial when she gets to, yeah. the, to the top. And like, all she would have to do is just maybe like, if she gets to the top of the roof, just sit there. Yeah. You know, j- just, just to have a seat. And, and like her robe would like kind of affix to the shingles and kind of like create yeah, you know, I guess a, that would... a, a good spot to, you know, yeah. I know it's raining and everything, but like, you, you're not going to fall. But she puts herself in some serious peril by just like trying as hard as she can to like kind of yeah. snail her way up the up the This the, thing's steep. I know. I have a fear of being on a roof oh my like God. this. I, I mean, will just slide off and be gone. Yes, I know. And and I mean look, if you're climbing all over gothic mansions, I mean like, you know <laughs> Yeah, you're taking your life in your hands. Right. So there's a fight on the roof. Like Van Damme is fighting uh one of the goons yeah. by the window and Mia Sarah like Falls down the roof for some reason again. Yes. I don't know why. I can't remember why. And I don't care why, I know, honestly. Exactly. It's just she, she's in danger because it's an action movie. So Van Damme is hanging by the gutter. Which also doesn't work. And then Mia Sarah falls and he catches her. And they're both hanging on this very strong gutter. I mean, exactly. <laughs> Good Lord. Was it welded to the house? And even so. And then the goon starts laughing and steps on his one hand. And the gutter kind of comes loose, and they're still hanging on this gutter by one nail. Uh, <laughs> and and Mia Sarah grabs the gun that's stuck somewhere on the roof and right. shoot and kills the guy. Right. And and that's how they win. <laughs> <laughs> and then they pull themselves up the gutter. Whew. Or Van Dam does. Because Mia Sarah goes down the, the water spout. Yes. Just like the itsy bitsy spider. Yes. <laughs> gets down to the floor. And Van Dam pulls himself up this gutter that's hanging by one nail. And goes back in the house, I guess. It's not as outrageous as Michael or Rooker in Cliffhanger. Go- no, not not so much. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't go in the house. He climbs up the side of the roof again for some reason. 
And when he gets to the top, there's another goon on the other side of the roof. Yes, and he's right. waiting for him. You're right. And shoots him. What the fuck's going on here? Because at the end of every action movie, it, like of this kind, it's like it becomes like boss levels. You gotcha. Know, like, oh yeah. And yeah. it's just you know. It, and as you got to fight he, a bobo. Exactly. You know? Yes. Yeah. He, as and as he climbs up, he's going yeah. to keep you know just keep escalating. Yeah. And eventually, all the goons are dispatched, and it's now down to like his. It's it's the 2004 self sees, looks up in the window, and he sees that same scene we saw in, in the beginning with yeah. the instead of a shadowy villain, you know, holding Mia Sarah. It's it's definitely Ron Silver. Yeah. Um. And so he goes up the stairs into the room, and he's just him and Ron Silver, him and 2004 Ron Silver and uh, uh-huh. Mia Sarah. And I can't remember how 1994 Ron Silver enters the picture. It's because. 2004, John Cole Van Damme sent him a note oh, that said, right. you have to be here. That's right. That's right. And while they're doing this big, you know, parlor scene. Yes. And Ron Silver's explaining everything because it's an action movie. Yes. Uh, uh, John Cole Van Damme's like, but I did this. And then, you know, Ron Silver shows up and foils the plan. Right. Um, and then we've, we get the, <laughs> the same matter occupying the same space, Dave. Dude, and he, and okay, it's it's a real now. Nineteen ninety four, Ron Silver was good enough to help this plan. Yes, right. Yeah. So two thousand four, Van Dam does him dirty. He does. Um, he throws him into. A- he throws him, and and it's it's a real weird effect where you see it, it's not like he throws him with a bunch of force, and he just like you're expecting like a Bill Goldberg spear, you yeah. know, and on on two thousand four Ron Silver. Instead, it's nineteen ninety four Ron Silver gently pirouetting toward two thousand fours, and then their arms touch, yeah, and somehow like a, a chest cavity opens. And 2004 Ron Silver starts kind of going, you know, like, yeah. like he starts, as you said, thinging out. Yes. <laughs> and a very weird 1994, like CGI special effect. It's, it's a T-1000 effect. You yes. know, they're, they're turning into liquid metal together, but it has a flesh like texture yeah. on yeah. it. And, and it's a little bit red too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it looks like a blob of bloody goop and it's uh forming together and i i could swear i've seen something like this in like art projects before like he looks like a fucking screensaver dude i I know (laughs) it is it is a bad effect and like when he he like you said he doesn't even push him into no it looks like he took like he got to the bottom of the steps and thought there was one more step and like tried to take a step but like stumbled a little no dude that's what it looks like it it is full on there is no force behind this at all it's just it's just like Someone like gently bumping into somebody else. Yeah, and then the blob like just collapses in on itself and dissipates. Yeah, I guess you don't exist anymore. Right, I, I guess he's gone. Um, and then they run out of the house as it explodes. Right, like you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there was also like a the, yeah the, the the whole thing about the house exploding. There, there's some kind of like you know it's a it's a oh my god. There's like it's, a C four yeah, stick yeah or something and with it's a got timer a, and it's got a digital readout like it. I thought it does. had thirty seconds on it at one point. But I don't then know it what had the, like five minutes at another. I don't point. know what this time measurement was because there's 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 one there's one part. I mean I know it's yeah. like probably tenths of a second. That's like you know like quickly yeah, uh, yeah. counting down. But it's like it's. It, the the they're moving things around so quickly you can't even get a real beat on what's on on how much a, time is in left. a movie about time I know could you at least I know you know have the timer right they they don't even <laughs> want to like you know respect wristwatches I guess it's it's all just you know 
Oh my God! Yes. Um. But, so, but they yeah, make it back to two thousand four. They make it back. Yes. Well, two thousand four Van Dam goes back. Right. And just leave everyone's where they're supposed to be now. He puts he like gently lays Mia Sarah like down yes. next to to, to nineteen ninety four Van Dam, who's like gonna recover from his. He he was shot in the chest, but he had this protector on. Yes. So he's gonna survive, and so is she. Yep. And two thousand four Van Dam, you know, like. He does the 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 thing. He activates his uh, yeah act the thing, and he goes back to, to 2004. Yes, he does. And now things are back to the way they were. Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. Right. Um, they're almost exactly the same. Except, right. Yes. The only difference is that like uh, Gloria Rubens is not internal affairs anymore. She's just another time cop who's yeah. like a new recruit. I didn't get this part. He 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 says something to her. They walk by each other in the hallway. They don't know each other, do they? No. He says, hey, Bobby Morgan's still waiting for a second chance, which right. is this dude she was talking about when yep. they went back in time. And she kind of like smiles at him. Yeah. And like, it's like, oh, man, you rascal. Yeah. Um, if I was her, I'd be like, all right, what the fuck are you doing I know. messing with me? Exactly. Where did you go? You, you, what happened? You went through my files or yeah, exactly. Or you Where time you traveled go? back yes. and you fucked with me? Like, exactly. What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing to me? <laughs> But but no, she just kind of gives a smirk like, oh, oh man, the, the time cop business. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of mind fuck these people go through every day? Yes. Can you imagine? I know. You can't know. go back and not a single thing will change. Like it's <sighs> at man, the end of every workday. Yeah. you know that like y- you have to you have to think someone might have gone back in time and messed with you somehow. You know. <laughs> yes. I, it's, it's, it's just yeah. You're, sub- you're trying to prevent it, but you're not gonna stop. I mean, Doc Brown told you. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you try to fix it; you still fucked it. <laughs> trying to. Yep. Oh man. Oh, dude. <laughs> so he goes back in his Ecto One. He drives back to his house. <laughs> By the way, in 2004, everything looks the same wow. except the cars. Except the cars. Like they, they, these the cars look like Blade Runner cars, like, but even crazier. I know they're it, all white, just like TVs everywhere, auto yeah, drive. Right, like, it's re- really weird. Futurism, and this is like only ten years into the future. Yeah, and they think that we're going to be at that place. Two thousand four, they think we're going to have self driving cars. No, we're not. We're in Afghanistan, people. Uh, exactly. That's where we I are. Mean, good Lord, everybody. Calm down. America, you really shit the bed. <laughs> we could have had cars like this, but you had to go to war. Come oh, on. Fuck. Well, you know what, dude? Now we have self-driving cars, and I don't want anything to do with them. I'll take it, but I don't want them to look like this. Well, I don't want them to look like this, and I don't want <laughs> Elon Musk to have to... I don't want to have to trust Elon Musk. I want to hook my phone much. to my car and say, take me somewhere. Sure, that would then be Then I can watch a movie while I'm driving. As long as I know it works. As long as I know <laughs> it's not going to kill anybody, fine. You know, yes, but, yeah. there you go. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he goes back in his car. Like, it seriously looks like the Ecto-1. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. And he goes home, and he has a 10-year-old son now um, because he fixed the time. And it's and it's a, a, a blustery autumn day. Um, oh, it's, it, it, it's it, idyllic I mean, for sure. Yes, it couldn't be more perfect. <laughs> and, like, this kid who in what universe is he the progeny of Jean-Claude Van Damme? I, I'm sorry. I know that, like, people... <laughs> I, you don't have to look exactly like your... your your father or whatever. But I mean, like I didn't believe for a second that this little, this little <laughs> mushroom cutted shithead was, was like Dude. Jean-Claude Van Damme's 10 year old yeah, son. This home alone motherfucker. I know. He, you know what would have been awesome <laughs> if he pulls up and the kid is like doing the splits. Yes. That would have been awesome. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, 
he kisses his wife because right. he's so happy, you know, and she's like, whoa, what's gotten into you, you know, <laughs> because she has no clue what's gone on. I know. Did she forget about future Jean-Claude Van Damme? Because this is 94 Mia Sarah that has aged 10 years. Well, or does she just think, okay, you're the 94 one okay, now? Okay, m- m- maybe, maybe they, they they don't establish it. I but, just but broke she, my own brain. Dude. I, well, well, she, okay, I'm, I'm about to like you know like put I'm fix gonna, it. Yes, I'm gonna okay. like fix the tiny fissure that happened. <laughs> there was a hairline <laughs> crack there, but I'm 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 on the case. So, like, she gets shot by Ron Silver. Like, uh, yes, in in 19 in 1994, and when he lays her down. I'm thinking that, like, when the ambulance got there, she probably, like, has blocked it out. Like, the whole, everything that happened, like, she doesn't remember yeah, it. Yeah, that could be, that could be the case. That's right. true. So she never, like, in her mind, she never encountered 2004 Van Damme. Okay. That could be. <laughs> Good try, Dave. Good try. <laughs> nice try. I applaud the effort. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I, I know what you mean. And and I, the my my real question, though, for this moment is that, like, okay, so now he knows he has a son. And he, she says to him, how are things? He goes, oh, things are great. They're just great. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. You have no idea who this person is. You don't know. I, I know it's your son, but you don't know that. And you didn't know that until like two seconds ago. How are you going to deal with this? When he says, dad, can, yeah. you know, can, can uh, Chad come over? Who the fuck's Chad? You know, you don't know right. who any yeah. of these people are. If he's really 94 Van Damme that has aged into the 2004 Van Dam. There's a lot of shit. Wouldn't he remember all this stuff? I mean, but he doesn't. No. He gets home and it's like, "What?" I know. He I... has to now pretend for the next good long while to like act like the last 10 years actually happened for him. Yeah, remember I mean, when we went to Disney World, Dad? Oh my god. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I remember for sure. Right. <laughs> How would I forget? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Wow. So, yeah. We poking holes all over this thing. Right. It was fun. Um, <laughs> and the, the movie ends on a still shot of the house with the Ghostbusters car sitting out front, basically. Like, I know. For I like know. 10 seconds. Yeah. That's it. Okay. The, the movie just leaves you wanting more, like feeling like nothing happened almost. It's weird. I don't I don't like that, that they have a kid at all. I, I, I know that like it was established early on that she she had gotten pregnant, but I don't like that he walks in and sees the kid and is just going to like go with it. I, 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 you can't do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. he has no clue who this kid is. Yeah. The, the, like the movie, like I said, it's, it's hollow, man. Yeah. There's no impact on what has happened. No, no, you're not invested. Like, like, yeah, I don't feel like I don't care for anything that happens in this movie. I don't right. care about any of the characters. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm here to see some splits and some future guns. That's about it. And and I know, everybody, that this is a, an action movie from 1994. And, like, <laughs> us trying to find meaning in that is, is kind of a, a, you know, that's a foolish thing to do. This movie is wasted potential. Yeah, exactly. Let's say that. Yeah. Um. Because they could have explored a lot of awesome stuff here and still kicked ass. Yeah. You know, Terminator did this perfectly. Right. I mean, that's a fantastic movie. Not every movie can be Terminator, you know? Of course. So that's why you get this B-grade, C-grade shit. Right. But, dude, <laughs> but you like, could have done a little more work on it. Come I know. On. I know. And, it, and it's weird, too, that it was like, it, this was actually Van Damme's highest grossing film. Yeah. Um, which and This it, movie was a hit. And... and like, I understand why it was a hit. I mean, like, there's a lot of entertaining aspects of it. But, I mean, you think about, like, for rewatchability of Van Damme's films, I've seen Bloodsport easily 40 times. You know, maybe maybe more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen Kickboxer way often than this. 
way more often. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't ever like kind of feel like watching time cop, you know, me neither. It's no. just like, it, it just kind of exists. And like, there's that one truly, you know, like, jaw dropping moment of, of watching, you know, his perfect ass, you know, going up on, on the countertop there. But like, yeah. that's all you need because you've got the, 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 you can watch that on YouTube any day of the week. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. so just, yeah. And like, so they, they tried to do a time cop show. Do you remember that? A TV series. I didn't remember that, but I read about it last night. Yeah. Like I never watched it. Mm. I don't really know what happened with it. I'm sure it lasted a, a season or a half Probably. season right. or something. And they're like, all right, pull the plug. Yep. No one gives a shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of potential here. Yeah. But it, I feel like they kind of just squa- squandered it. I know. To get some like kicks because and splits. And, and we, we talked about it at the beginning about like how... Like you said that the the potential, I mean, like the, this, this whole uh, idea of the time police, I mean, yeah, that, 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 that could rules. really yield some really cool adventures, you know? <laughs> I mean, but man, um, they didn't totally shit the bed here, but like it just, it could have been more. Definitely, definitely could have. Um, anything else, Dave? Um, I, I think I've said all I can say. You said your piece. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's, oh, it's all right. It was produced by Sam Raimi also, everybody. I know. I That's saw that pretty in the cool. credits and I was like, oh, Sam Raimi, huh? Yeah. Pretty <laughs> right? cool. Yep. Um, all right. Well, would you recommend it? Um, no, okay. I, I wouldn't recommend time cop. I would recommend a lot of other Van Damme movies yeah. and I I've said the ones that I liked most. So just see those. Yeah. I think I'm going to say no mm. on this. If you like these kind of movies, it's, You'll you'll have fun with it, but it's it's a no for me. Right. I'm gonna say no. Uh, watch Bloodsport for sure. Yes. Actually, listen to our episode. Absolutely. Like our second episode or oh, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, and actually, I, don't. It's probably horrible. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Just just steer clear. You know, um, there might have been. You might get a few laughs, but of the rest of it, yeah, no. no yeah. Thanks. All right. So uh, <laughs> that about wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast. Rate it and review it, and most of all, share it. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes, and you can go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yeah, and we're on Facebook and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies, and just and our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. All right, Dave, we have a question of the week. What's the question of the week? Uh, the question of the week, what are your least favorite action movie villains? Who are your least favorite action movie Pardon villains? me. Who are your least favorite action movie villains? Yes, we had, we had a big thing before we started recording where we were making jokes about that. <laughs> Who, what, where, when, why? Um, <laughs> when are your favorite, least favorite? <laughs> Time cop appropriate. Exactly. All right. Call the voicemail 628-400-DUDE, 628-400-3833. And stay tuned next week for 1970s Five Easy Pieces, directed by Bob Rafelson and starring Jack Nicholson and Karen Black. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Next time.